emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I'm Kevin Merida, Senior Vice President of ESPN. Hi, everyone. This is Rexy Roll from Western Air, Bahamas. I'm Monica Morgan, international photojournalist and motivational speaker. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. Hey, this is Maurice Griffin from BET Sunday's Best. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Dr. Eddie Connor, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud show with my main man, Michael Nimmons. Grew up listening and singing If I Could Be Like Mike, and I really do, so I had to listen to how he brings it, how he flows with it, how he engages you, how he speaks truth to power and inspires you to do something greater than ever before. Don't you dare miss it. Continue to listen. Think out loud. Speak out loud. Michael Nimmons. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... The Thinking Out Loud radio show. 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 So one of the best radio shows that I've ever been on. And in Detroit, I can't go without thinking out loud with my boy, Michael Nimmons. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimitz. Miss the show featuring motivational speaker, author, and coach Jonathan Banks. I want you to tell us a little bit more about your book, Raise Your GPA, God's Way to Win in School and Life. Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. There are so many inspirational scriptures that deal with the holistic young person. And unfortunately, we have offered them a false choice as if they can only be successful in God or in grades. That's never been the true measure of success. Success is always God and grades. In fact, I read in the Bible that God wants us to be the head and not the tail, the lender, not the borrower, above and not beneath. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And you know who it is. I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemes. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. So excited today. Glad that you have tuned in to uh, the back to school edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're continuing uh, our series of back to school 
uh, shows. Uh, as you recall, on last week, we interviewed uh, Mr. Jonathan Banks, author of Raise Your GPA, God's Way of Winning in School and at Life. And I hope you enjoyed that show. He had a lot of great information and insights to share with us on last week. If you missed that show, you certainly uh, can uh, go back to uh, any of the major podcasting networks, uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify to listen to that show. Um, I truly appreciate him being on the show with us on last week, and certainly um, you also can purchase his book, Raise Your GPA. Just go to his website, www.raiseyourgpa.org. That's www.raiseyourgpa.org. A lot of great information on that website. Highly recommend it. So uh, take a few minutes to stop by and see what uh, is on that site. But as I said, we're going to be continuing um, with our uh, back-to-school edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, today uh, is the day that many of our young people, the majority of our young people in the country, went back to school uh, after Labor Day. Um, this was a good day to go back. It was hot. <clears throat> many schools... Um, were open despite uh, the the warm weather, um, but uh, our young people were definitely excited to go back to school. I have three, uh, two of my own that went back. I have another daughter, Lauren, uh, who is three years old and won't be starting uh, for another few months or so. But my uh, other two, uh, Stephen, who is twelve, and Maya, who is nine. Uh, started school today and they had a wonderful time excited um, about school if I, I I was just um, thinking um, to myself um, when I was their age you know laying my clothes out the night before um, you know getting things ready going school supply shopping they did all that yesterday so they all were excited about going um, back to school but um, at the end of the day, they were all drained, and uh, <laughs> after having been there for a full day. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, school started today, and um, in that uh, saying, after saying all of that, again, we're continuing with our uh, back to school series. Um, Featuring a good friend of mine We'll be talking to him in just a few minutes um, Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools Dr. Andre Townsend, A very good friend of ours And doing a tremendous job there uh, As the Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools uh, He has a wealth of knowledge on the subject of education And motivating young people to be the best that they can be uh, Dr. Townsell was once a principal at Southbridge High School in Massachusetts, uh, which was also an underperforming school uh, that he was able to turn around uh, in just two years. And he has a multiplicity of talents and gifts that we're going to be getting into as we talk with him in our interview that you'll hear in just a few minutes. And we're so happy to have him on the show with us on tonight. Be sure to check out our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page if you haven't stopped by. Um, again, the 
uh, Facebook.com slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show is the URL. We've posted some interesting articles and videos on there as well. Um, they're there for your weekly consumption, as we like to call it. And the URL, URL to the page again is Facebook.com slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. And I like the fan page because it's an opportunity for you not to just um, peruse the articles and videos that we've posted, but we also have, you also have the opportunity to post comments. It's also the opportunity for us to hear from you. Um, you know, we don't always get opportunity to interact with you during the show. We do have opportunities. Um, you know, we run into people who listen to the show periodically and they're giving us feedback and their comments and we truly appreciate it. Uh, this just means that you're listening to the show, which is what we are uh, very happy and excited about. But we love for you to post your comments on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page and feel free to share um, the video and audio um, on your Facebook pages as well as a way to let people know what's going on uh, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Um, one of the uh, we've posted a couple videos on there just recently uh, featuring Dr. Andre, aka Dre Town. That's his. Uh, that's his. Um, his MC. Uh, MC Handle One is from Southbridge High School Where uh, Dr. Andre Or Draytown Was the principal And um, and it's called uh, Bumping uh, That video is posted on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page We're going to be talking a little bit about it uh, In our interview with uh, Dr. Andre As well as uh, giving you a Listen to the audio during the show uh, the others called the City of Gold, where Draytown raps about his love for Detroit. Um, again, these are videos that we plan to discuss during our interview that you'll hear in just a few minutes. Um, and as again, uh, added bonus, we plan to share the audio from both videos during tonight's show. So we got a great show in store for you. So don't go anywhere. Stick and stay. And uh, I guarantee you're going to be blessed by tonight's show. We also have a couple of articles on our fan page that we might discuss on uh, on a, a future show. One is about Eric Benet's comments, uh, R&B artist Eric Benet, who made some recent comments about the hip-hop industry basically being responsible for proliferating the erroneous stereotypes about black people that white supremacists and other racist groups use to ostracize and denigrate blacks as a culture and um, that's a very interesting article we love for you to go out and check it out and we're even thinking of uh, sharing um, a little bit about that on one of our future shows uh, because I've always felt like there may be some truth to that you know that um, blacks um, in the hip hop industry uh, could very well be an accessory to our own demise when it comes to uh, stereotypes and um, and erroneous perceptions that have been proliferated by ourselves and are being used by uh, white white supremacist groups and Nazi groups uh, to um, 
to to berate and belittle us as a culture. So I'm interested to know what your thoughts are. That article is out on our Facebook fan page, and uh, we definitely like to get your thoughts on that article. Um, and this really uh, sounds again like a very interesting debate, and we would love to hear from you. And by the way, if you have topics or questions that you would like for us to address on the show or a topic that you feel uh, we should build a show around, send us an email to contact at michaelnimmons.com. Contact at michaelnimmons.com. And we would love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to receive a personal email from us, um, we we're, we send out email updates about the show on a weekly basis, uh, new blog posts, special events coming up, and more. Go to our website, michaelnimmons.com, and leave us your email address to become a subscriber and that way you never miss an update to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Um, that way you'll get an email directly from us uh, about what's going on, what's coming up. Uh, we try to email our listeners at least once a week. So um, become a subscriber to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify as well. That's another way you won't miss any of our shows. And you can listen to them at your leisure. You can listen to any of the past shows at your leisure. So we are really trying to be a show that is com- accommodating uh, whatever uh, way you want to uh, or are able to listen to us. We understand some people might be busy on Tuesday at 8, 8 p.m. Uh, not able to listen to us. So we gave you another opportunity on Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. You can listen to the show and if you say you're not able to listen to us at 8 a.m. on Wednesday well we got you you got another opportunity to listen to our show Friday at 8 p.m. on WDPR 1024 um, you know and again sending a special shout out to my good friend Pastor Thomas Brockenberry and uh, the people at WDPR1024.com, 1024.com, go there to stream our show, Culture Shock, and the After Church Show. Got a lot of great things on there. I uh, want to say um, a, a, a welcome to all of our WDPR1024 listeners. Um, many of them are out of the country. Um, some of them are listening from Paris and London, England. Man, we just, our show is, is, is global. <laughs> we are all over the world. Man, I'm just excited about the prospect of, um, of our show and the potential that is there. Uh, and just thank you to all of our listeners. As we said on last week, we reached the 5,000 listener uh, mark and um, very excited about that. And what that simply means is that our show has been listened to uh, over 5,000 times on Blog Talk Radio alone. Now, that doesn't even include um, the podcasting networks that li- that catalog our show 
or um, WDPR, um, uh, the listen, the listeners that tune in each and every week. Uh, we just, I really um, just uh, humbled by. Uh, all of this and, and certainly feel unworthy of it but we're just thankful at the same time that you've taken a few minutes out of your day to listen to the thinking out loud radio show our social media accounts on twitter at uh tol radio show on instagram at the tol radio show and our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash thinking out loud radio show. If you forget all that, you just go right to our personal ministry website at www.michaelnimmons.com. That's www.michaelnimmons.com. <laughs> What you thinking about? 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 Well, in this week's "What Are You Thinking About" segment, we're going to be talking about some of the highlights from the Aretha Franklin funeral. Uh, a lot of things went on last week. Um, we're not going to talk about everything, but um, just wanted to touch on a few uh, things that some of the speakers said uh, that really stood out to us as a listener, as a viewer uh, of the uh, event. Uh, it was an almost eight-hour star-studded event where the Detroit, Mich- uh, where Detroit, the state, the country, and even the world paid homage to. The iconic Queen of Soul, Miss Aretha Franklin. Um, believe there were 19 songs and just about the same amount of speakers during the funeral. Some of the speakers included Reverend Al Sharpton, Reverend Jesse Jackson, President, former President Bill Clinton, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, Dr. Uh, William Reverend Dr. William Barber. And of course, the eulogist was Reverend Jasper Williams, who uh, the family recently put out an article, I believe it was today, saying how um, his eulogy was distasteful. They were offended by it. Um, So I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about some of the things that were said by the speakers during the funeral. Uh, But before we do that, let's play... Uh, a little kind of montage of uh, some of the speeches that were given during the during Aretha Franklin's funeral this past Friday, August the 31st at Greater Grace Temple. Take a listen. This family has shared their mother, their grandmother, their aunt, their cousin with the entire world. Let us all stand and thank them for sharing her with us. From the palaces in England, singing for the queen to popping up in the back seat of a car in the middle of a commercial, Aretha was everywhere. <laughs> she was classy enough to sing on the most prominent stages in the world but she was homegirl enough to make potato salad and fry some chicken. The, the secret of her greatness was she took this massive talent 
and this perfect culture that raised her and decided to be the composer of her own life song. <laughs> what a song it turned out to be. Here's a woman who had accomplishments more than anyone I have known. And she called me, the little black girl from the east side of Detroit, to say she was proud of me. So to every woman in this room, it's about a woman being strong enough and confident enough to put her arms around other women. We watched Aretha bear her cross down here. She had to sing with a broken heart. She had to work when she didn't get paid. She was a black woman in a white man's world. She bared her cross. She fought a good fight. Now it's time to crown the queen. But let me say to you today, who are the living, this is not for Aretha, this is for us. If you leave here today and don't register to vote, you dishonor Aretha. And if we have to vote to have respect, we'll vote. If we have to stand to have it, we'll stand. If we have to speak to have it, we'll speak. If we have to boycott to have it, we'll boycott. If we got to march to have it, we'll march. If we got to all go down to jail, it doesn't matter because Aretha told us respect is non-negotiable. Aretha was the sum total of her life's experience. And she shared that with us through the soul songs. Our beautiful waterfront jewel will be Aretha Franklin Park. Nothing sounded better to me than the way my grandma sings. Her voice made you feel something. You felt every word, every note, every emotion in the song she sang. Her voice brought peace. Let me first say to those who were critical of uh, the length of the funeral, um, you were given enough time, enough notice, enough advance notice that this funeral uh, could possibly, could quite possibly rival Rosa Parks' funeral, who were, who whose funeral lasted uh, eight hours. So there was the possibility that this funeral could go longer than that, um, and it, it had nothing to do with, you know, who was the bigger. Um, celebrity or who had the most influence but really it was um, it was just the amount of speakers and singers and tributes that um, that each individual funeral had um, you know so um, there was no shade there being thrown uh, around at that uh, in in those particular cases but um, you know, Aretha's funeral um, was was projected to rival Rosa Parks' funeral, and um, you know, by the way, the family got there late. It took almost an hour for them to be seated, 
So that um, caused the funeral to start uh, extremely late. It didn't get started to almost noon. Uh, what was interesting is that the program for the funeral that was released by the media had time slots next to it. And when I saw it, I laughed because uh, the time slots next to each speaker and performer's name was like, you know, two to three minutes. And, you know, uh, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> um, I was looking at, for example, Bill Clinton. Uh, I think he only had, uh, according to the program that was released by the media, um, or released to the media, uh, said something like he had three to five minutes. And uh, I said to myself, it takes him that long just to clear his throat. <laughs> so uh, I believe he spoke uh, by himself for over 15 minutes uh, or, or, or was it maybe like 25 minutes? I'm not sure you might have to go to YouTube uh, and and hear the replay but um, you know the speakers were you know it is what it is those that went should have known uh, you had well in advance notice that this funeral was going to be long I mean come on you I don't know what you were expecting the funeral would be over with in a couple hours nah you you know this is Aretha Franklin come on um, and the funeral lasted as long as it should have, in my view, given the celebrity of the deceased, as well as what she meant to all in attendance and those who were watching around the country and the world. I mean, when they said that the um, the the uh, the guards in London uh, were um, marching to. Uh, and right in front of Buckingham Palace, they were marching to uh, the song "Respect." Um, that that lets you know that she's a global icon, um, and and so you know that just kind of lets you know. Look, this is not going to be just an ordinary funeral. This is going to be uh, something that was indeed historic, and it certainly was. Um, so uh, you know. And I think it was a fitting send-off befitting someone of her stature. Also, to those who complained about some of the subject matter discussed at the funeral, this is also something that you should have foresaw given the involvement of Aretha Franklin and her father in the civil rights movement. Aretha sung for Dr. King and other civil rights leaders during the civil rights movement to raise money uh, to, to do things uh, during the movement, of course, uh, raising money for rallies and for marches. Um, uh, Reverend C.L. Franklin was a big fundraiser for Dr. King when he came to Detroit uh, and delivered the I Have a Dream speech. So, and they marched down Woodward. So, this was just something to be expected. Um, and of course, and you, you all knew, uh, so you, we knew that. At the funeral, they were going to talk about the plight of black America. They were going to talk about her involvement with the civil rights movement. They were going to talk about um, the, the state of black America today. Those things were definitely going to be discussed and on the table. This was another foreseen reality that should have been um, something to be expected and not criticized. You know, I think we were being my pretty petty 
uh, by by criticizing, um, you know, uh, preachers and and politicians talking about um, uh, these types of issues at her funeral. And it wasn't out of disrespect to her, but I really think it was honoring her and honoring uh, her 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 stature as a civil rights. Um, Activist and icon So you know I, 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 well, Some were offended I was not um, And I, I thought that it was In order to discuss uh, Some of those things I definitely thought uh, It was in order to talk about President Trump uh, Who had made uh, comments About Aretha Franklin um, You know and, uh, and And you know One thing uh, another thing I would like to discuss About the funeral the black church has been and still is the most formidable platform for black America to address and redress issues and concerns affecting and impacting black America. This is the pla- this is the most formidable platform that we have as black people uh, to address and redress the issues that are affecting our community and you know, so for me, I it was an expectation. I would have been disappointed if uh, those things were not talked about, if those things were not addressed uh, at her funeral, especially given some of the speakers that were uh, in attendance. So, you know, I, I I I thought I would just take some time to just clarify a few things uh, and and get things some things out in the open. Feel free if you know to disagree with us. If you do disagree, send us an email, make a comment, post it on um, you know anywhere uh, these posts are made on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Our personal um, uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts is. T-O-L radio host M-S-N T-O-L radio host M-S-N Get at, get at us at T-O-L radio host M-S-N And let us know what your thoughts are But I was not offended uh, at the least by, uh, by, by, by some of the comments that were made Again, uh, where else do we have this type of platform? Where else can we have... This type of national come to Jesus meeting with black America outside of the black church. Nowhere. Now, some will say that Aretha's funeral was not the place to do this, which is one of the reasons that was used to criticize the content of eulogist Reverend Jasper Williams remarks. All right. That's fair. But my answer to uh, those critics is that. Uh, yes and no. Uh, I, I think you're both. I think both sides of the spectrum are right in this regard. Yes, you are correct that Aretha Franklin's funeral wasn't the place to make some of these statements, but not simply because it was Aretha's funeral. Because I don't believe there was anything that was said on Friday that uh, that was incorrect because it wasn't true and that includes Reverend Jasper's William comments about Black Lives Matter and mothers raising kids without fathers essentially calling it abortion after birth now um, my problem with uh, Reverend Jasper Williams comments was not necessarily the content but the timing of what he said 
I don't think the timing was appropriate to uh, talk about uh, single mothers raising young boys uh, at Aretha Franklin, who Aretha Franklin's funeral, who indeed was a single mother who raised four boys herself, and calling it abortion after birth. Um, I I don't think it was um, it was a fair assessment of her life, um, and um, you you weren't really giving her her proper due because she did raise four boys. Uh, as a single mother, um, and to and to say, and I guess to 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 address that at her funeral uh, wasn't fair to her. But what the truth of the matter is that um, a woman, a, a mother, can not raise or cannot teach a woman can't teach a boy to become a man. It's not possible. It's not in her nature to do that. It's not her role to do that as a mother. Um, but because of life circumstances, um, women have been put in the position where um, they, as single mothers, have to raise uh, young their boys uh, and uh, to become men. Um, and and I'm not saying that it is. That the reality of it is not that it doesn't happen, but it's not supposed to be. That is not the way God intended for it to be. And so, in that regard, Reverend Jasper Williams was right, but he was wrong using that venue as a way to propagate that message. And so, uh, going back to us saying uh, they're both right, yes. What he said was correct, but no, Aretha Franklin's funeral was not the place uh, to address uh, that reality. Um, and then, in talking about Black Lives Matter, um, I, I didn't really have a problem with that either, and I'll tell you why. Because what uh, Reverend Jasper Williams, the point. I believe he was trying to make was that black lives black lives matter black lives are not going to matter um, to any other race until it matters to us first this is not a new revelation it's not something that is bit that is new it is something I have said even said before it is disturbing to hear and see stories come out of our inner cities like Detroit, Chicago, New York, Baltimore, where black people are dying at the hands of other black people. This is definitely disturbing. Um, but studies have shown that this is not necessarily a problem of culture, but it's also a, a but it is a problem of proximity. Wherever there are, wherever people are um, in close proximity to each other, they live together, they work together, they um, they they grow up together. Um, they they tend to. Um, those they, they tend to be at odds with one of the one, one another the most and that is really the origin of black on black crime um, in some respects uh, but uh, so so he is correct that 
um, black lives ma- are not going to matter to other races until we begin to respect one another. I think that is true. We've got to respect one another. Um, and I think that part is lost in all of this debate about black lives matter. Uh, respect for our lives should um, well, 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 yeah, we should re- we should respect one another. But the other side of that, um, the other side of that spectrum, um, which I also understand from the standpoint of the Black Lives Matter movement activists, our recognition of our lives value is important. But what they are saying when they evoke this phrase is that our lives are just as important and significant as white lives, brown lives, and even blue lives and should be uh, respected as such. And respect for our lives should not be used or viewed as a prerequisite for others to respect our lives. Our respect, respect for our lives is a human uh, problem and not necessarily a cultural problem per se. So respect for our lives should be um, uh, inherent uh, in, in, in us as, uh, as a part of this humanity that we are, that we are woven together in. Um, and not necessarily a cultural um, a cultural uh, issue. A lot more can be said about this, but again, I will just say that nothing was said from the speakers from my perspective that I didn't really expect or had or really had a problem with, you know, because again, I knew it was a black event at a black church and in fact, I thought even more was going to be said just because we're two months away from the um, November general election, the midterm elections. I thought more politicians were going to be there really um, admonishing and encouraging us as a people to get out to the polls and vote. Um, because, again, the black church is the most formidable platform is it has been and still is the most formidable platform that we have as a community to get um, to address the problems within our community. You know, where else do the politicians go when they want to speak to us uh, other than the black church? I mean, yeah, they go. They may go to the union halls and they go to, um, you know, other gatherings but the black church has been and still is the most formidable platform that we have as a community to address the problems that are going on within our community um you know again i don't think there was anything uh said that was out of the way um in fact i even uh, agree with uh uh, and appreciate Judge Greg Mathis for calling out Governor Snyder about the Flint water crisis. I, when I saw his name on the program, I was flabbergasted that this man felt comfortable enough to go, come into a predominantly black uh, environment, come into a predominantly black um, occasion or event 
and feel comfortable enough not just to be there, but to speak. Amazing. You know, how in the world does this man show up with as much blood on his hands as he has and feels comfortable enough to address a predominantly black church to honor Aretha Franklin? To me, this was the height of white privilege. Governor Snyder shouldn't have gotten an invitation to speak almost like Trump wasn't invited to McCain's funeral. Uh, just unbelievable. And, um, you know, and what what and what's sad is that there was no feelings of contrition or regret for what was done. Um, their approach is to act as if it never happened. And that that that's appalling. It is absolutely appalling. And um, you know, I again I felt like um, nothing was off the table, nothing was off limits in that kind of uh, environment because the black church um, again and is and has always been uh, the most formidable platform. That we have as a community to address the problems and issues that are going on in our community. And that's the one thing I love about the black church. That we should be able to speak truth to power. We should be able to continue to do so from that pulpit. And be able to speak truth to power. When that right is taken away from us. As a people Then um, we cease uh, To um, When that power is taken away It, it to me changes uh, A lot of things it, it, We cease to have The freedoms um, And the the rights That are afforded to us um, By the constitution of the, of the United States um, It's just that simple I don't believe that um, That um that we 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 um we should be able to speak truth to power it is so very important that we have that ability and the black church and that has always been a part of our heritage um as an institute uh, part of its heritage and our heritage as an institution so again i was very um, you know, I wasn't surprised by much of went on um, at her funeral. And again, I truly appreciated the courage of um, men like Reverend Al Sharpton, Reverend Jesse Jackson, um, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, Dr. Uh, Reverend Dr. William Barber, um, and uh, and even Judge Greg Mathis, who um, used that platform to speak truth to power um, somebody's got to be able to tell it like it T.I. is <laughs> I mean come on somebody's got to be able to do it and um, and, and that to me means a lot because um, there are there are issues that need to be addressed in our community you know um, voter apathy is a big thing that needs to be addressed and why uh, we don't go out to the polls and vote um, Here the midterm election is coming up In just a few weeks And we need to go out to the polls and vote It is so very important that we do so So it is those 
venues and those opportunities that I believe are necessary for us to have um, in order for us to continue to stay on the path of righteousness. I don't know. That's just me. I would love to get your feedback on this. Feel free to uh, to tweet us at TOL Radio Show, uh, Radio Host MSN, at TOL Radio Host MSN on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, or just go to our um, our. You know, michaelnimmons.com. It's a lot of ways you can reach out to us, but we want to know what your thoughts are as well. As I said, we were going to be dedicating this um, this week's uh, What Are You Thinking About segment to, to just highlight and talk about some of the things that came out of uh, the Aretha Franklin funeral. I thought it was a definitely a befitting tribute to her life and legacy. Um, I also understand the family's perspective about the reverend not really eulogizing Aretha, but using this as an opportunity to kind of talk about um, some of the issues that are relevant to our community. But I think the timing of it was not uh, uh, was not appropriate. Um, So the family was right in that respect. I respect them, uh, respect the family. I also respect Reverend Jasper's uh, opinions as well. Um, You know, the the uh, something that Dr. King said that comes to my mind, we have to um, we have to learn to disagree without being violently disagreeable. And we can uh, disagree. We will ad- disagree on things, but it doesn't mean we have to be violently disagreeable uh, when it comes to 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 matters concerning us. Um, but. I am again thankful for uh, um, the life, the legacy of Aretha Franklin. I just heard today that the resolution was passed by the Detroit City Council to uh, rename Shane Park uh, to Aretha Louise Franklin Amphitheater. The Aretha Louise Franklin Amphitheater. Amphitheater. I think that is so classy and apropos. The Aretha Louise Franklin Amphitheater. What a name. What a name. What a name. What a tribute to the Queen of Soul. Well, that was our What Are You Thinking About segment for this week. I hope you enjoyed it again. Feel free if you disagree with us or even if you agree with us, send us an email at contact at michaelnemis.com. We would love to hear from you. Again, we don't run away from any uh, anybody that disagrees. You're welcome to disagree with us. You're welcome to your opinion, and I'm a welcome to mine as well. Well, we're going to take our first break of the night, but when we come back, we're going to get right into our interview with my good friend, Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools, Dr. Andre Townsend. Don't you go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Hi, my 
name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Got the munchies? Call Munchie! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchie! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchie! If you want some off-water pizza and wings? Call Munchie! Call 248-476-7272, located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington. When you have the munchies, call munchies. It's their birthday. They need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. What's up, fam? This is Pastor Mike Nimmers of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to be inspired, if you want to be motivated, if you want to be uplifted, then you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We have great guests, great discussion, great interviews, and you're inspired and empowered all in the same show. That's why you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash thinkingoutloudradio. And now you can listen to the show on WDPR 102.4 every Friday at 8 p.m. Stream the show at www.wdpr102.4.com. Or check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. It's the best alternative to whatever you're listening to, guaranteed. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Miss the show where we talked the Queen of Soul and the Detroit Youth Choir. A lot of things on the table to discuss on today. We're going to be remembering Aretha Franklin throughout the show. And they actually did an article on me, Jan, as well, for um, what happened to me with Aretha Franklin. So I just counted an honor and a privilege to be able to be in her presence during um, during that time and be able to have that experience. And I think that's something I know that's something that I that I will never forget. Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify.
the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, has inspired me and my organization uh, in so many ways. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmin's offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. We are back on another very inspirational person spotlight, as we like to call it. As we continue with our back to school series and we indeed have a very inspirational person on the line with us on tonight. And we just want to uh, give him a brief introduction before we bring him on. He is an exceptionally gifted and talented young man with a wellspring of talent and uh, motivation to share with the world. He currently serves as the assistant superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools, where he oversees and supports approximately 11,000 students in 20 schools across the district. I want you to give a warm, think it out loud, radio show welcome to my good friend and new friend of the show, assistant superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools. Dr. Andre Townsell. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Dr. Townsell. Thank you, Mike. How you doing, man? It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me to speak on your show. Absolutely, absolutely. We're so happy to have you on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. Uh, do people ever call you uh, Dr. Dre? You know, <laughs> I always wanted to know that. <laughs> sometimes, man. Sometimes some of the young kids, and you know, I, I you call me Doctor Dre, Doctor Thames, or whatever. You know, you the real doctor though, because you got uh, a real doctorate. You know, the other Doctor Dre doesn't have uh, that behind his name, but he is a rapper. Um, and but but you also rap too, right? I do, I do, I do uh, rap from time to time, man. Yes, I do. And I really want to get into uh, that as we go throughout the interview. I want to talk about your rapping ability and your creativity and how you integrate and incorporate that into your approach um, with uh, what you do as an educator and administrator. Because those are that's one of the things that really impresses me the most about you and how you're able to uh, really make an impact and 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 touch uh the young people and i believe a very unique way uh as you use uh your rapping ability and your motivational skills to um to really make um uh, an indelible mark in their lives but i want to get into that but before we do um i want you to tell 
uh, our listeners, Dr. Dr. Dre, Dr. Townsell, I want you to tell our listeners your story. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, so, you know, as you know, I'm born and raised right here in uh, Detroit, Michigan. I uh, graduated from Cass Technical High School. Shout out to the class of 2002. Uh, while at Cass, I was um, I was actually a student athlete, and um, I had I was blessed and privileged to be coached under um, uh, now Hall of Fame coach Thomas Wiltshire. Um and you know he he did did a good thing for me and exposed me to the game of football, which ultimately learned to me receiving a scholarship um, in football at Howard University. And um, going out to Washington, D.C. at Howard University, it really changed my life and exposed me to the world um, at, at that phenomenal university. And the world not only um, opened up for me, but it gave me opportunities. I mean, the university really nurtured me. And that football scholarship turned into a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and ultimately a doctoral degree, all from Howard University. Um, and, you know, I decided to... Uh, focus on education, um, starting off as a teacher um, and um, an administrator, dean of students, athletic director, assistant principal, uh, district office specialist, high school principal, and ultimately now an assistant superintendent. So, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed. I had an opportunity to teach across the country from Washington, D.C. to Massachusetts, and now back home here in Michigan. Uh, right now, man, to be honest with you, I'm living the dream, and I'm really looking for an opportunity to um, to, to bless some young people, expose them to the opportunities that they have in this world. What an amazing story. I know you are enjoying our interview with Dr. Dre, Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools. We're so happy to have him on uh, this back to school series of the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. And as you indicated in your bio, um, you were principal of a school in, I believe, Massachusetts, uh, Southbridge High School, uh, which, uh, according to your bio, was a school that was underperforming. And um, you were able to turn that school around. I saw some of the videos that you posted on social media and on Instagram and um, various other places, and they were very positive and motivational. So I want you to tell our listeners about some of those experiences working with uh, the young people at South in Southbridge and how you were able to turn that school that um, that people had written off a school that was underperforming, how you were able to turn that school around. Yes. Thank you. So, um, uh, and this was a very exciting time for me. Um, in the, um, in summer 2016, um, I applied uh, for the high school principal job and out of uh, 27 candidates, I, I was the number one choice to be appointed as principal of Southbridge High School in Southbridge, Massachusetts. And it was one of three school districts that was under something called receivership. And what receivership is is when a district is chronically underperforming, the state takes it over. Um, it's sort of like in Michigan emergency management. 
um, same situation, receivership, where um, not only do you have a, a superintendent, but they call the superintendent a receiver, and that superintendent acts as um, the board, local board of education in addition to um, the superintendent. So all local control is taken away. And during my time as principal, man, it, it was a very difficult time, uh, but very rewarding in the fact that uh, with, within two years had an opportunity to build a phenomenal team of educators working in accordance with the mission and vision of trying to our best to provide a world-class education. And ultimately what we did was we um, uh, took our advanced and proficiency in mathematics from 34% to 49% within one year. Uh, we boost our science proficiency and math scores from 36% to 39% in one year. We had major growth in our English language arts. Also, there's something called a PPI, which is a Pupil Performance Index. Um, and the, the, the highest you can get is 100, so the range is from 0 to 100. And in 2014, I, I believe they had a 27, 54 in 2015, 27 again in 2016, and in our first year we got that up to about an 84. Um, so, you know, our team worked extremely hard, and what we also found is that we helped post one of the highest graduation rates almost in the last 20 years at that school. And it was just hard work, man hard work working as, as a mastermind alliance with the administrative team, working very diligent with our educators and really loving children and um, being not only relevant and building relationships, but also at the same time providing that rigor that is needed to perform. Um, and if you're not familiar with the state of Massachusetts, generally they're ranked as the number one public education system in the country. Um, generally, they're always number one, and their slogan is leading the nation. Uh, so I had the privilege and the opportunity to work in one of the highest of country, um, and that was a, a blessing a blessing of an opportunity. Wow, what a truly remarkable opportunity. And um, really, I'm sure you just um, – really made a great impact in the lives of those young people at Southbridge High School. And I know you are enjoying our interview with Dr. Andre Townsville, Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools. We're again very happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. And Dr. Uh, Dr. Andre, I was getting ready to call you Dr. Dre, but he is such a positive individual. And um, uh, how old are you, um, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Andre? 34 years old, and he has a doctorate. I want you to let that sink in. He's a black man at 34 years old with a doctorate. Now, that puts him in a class really all by himself. Um, and uh, that in and of itself is remarkable. Uh, but then he also has a multiplicity of other gifts that he brings to the table as well. And I truly admire uh, individuals like yourself who are able to go into uh, negative situations. And because of your positive attitude, because of um, uh, some of the creative things that you bring to the table are able to turn those situations around for the better. And um, it's just I love stories like that. Um, and 
one thing I wanted uh, you to share with our listeners uh, as we talk about some of your many gifts, one of them being uh, your rapping ability. Um, you uh, did a video with the students at Southbridge High School uh, and shared it on social media. Uh, very, uh, very creative video. I love it when principals are in interacting and engaging with uh, their students. It really shows um, the the care, the level of care and concern that they have for their students. And this video really speaks to that point. Um, so I want you to share with our listeners more about this video and um, how it all came about What and what was the purpose? Absolutely, man. Thank you for uh, thinking about that. So um, and generally in October um, is National Principals Month, and there's um, a professional organization called the NASSP. That's the National Alliance of Secondary School Principals. And every year they put on a, a, a video contest um, for students to um, create a video about how they appreciate their principal in celebrating National Principals Month. And generally, if you win that uh, that national award, um, you kind of get bragging rights for production, and they give you like a $200 Best Buy gift card to support um, the, the, the media program at the school. So long story short, you know, we put the idea out to our um, group of young people in our media class, and the idea kind of really blossomed. Long story short, we came in first place in the high school category, winning a national award uh, for the production and creativity in the video. And ultimately, um, our kids were celebrated at their national conference this year. Our school was highlighted as the number one video, and they keep the video posted up on their website um, as a model for others. But our young people are so talented, man. They had um, drones. They had me standing on top of the school building with a drone flying around. I mean, just the creativity from the young people was phenomenal. And the kids, they wanted to write a rap and make it a music video. So they said, Dr. Townsend, we write a verse, we want you to write a verse. <laughs> so I took up the challenge, and not only did, did the verse come out extremely well, the kids had a phenomenal time doing it, at the same time winning, winning a national award, and that was very huge for our kids. I think uh, when we posted it on our social media page, it reached over 40,000 people, clipped over about 30,000 views and over 400 likes. So it definitely went viral in that town in Massachusetts, and it was an absolute privilege to be a part of. Well, Dr. Dre, since we're talking about the video, let's share the audio from this video with our Thinking Out Loud radio show listeners. The song is called Bumpin'. Check it out. Good morning, Pioneer family. It's bumping, it's bumping, inside the shower we all bumping, it's bumping, it's bumping, inside the shower we all bumping, it's bumping, it's bumping, inside the shower we all bumping, it's bumping, it's bumping, inside the shower we all bumping. Poverty the privilege, you made your way, you inspired us all, each and every day, taught success and not to fall. 
showed the greatness living in us all. Your high school kids just trying to make a killer and he helped us all just by being the realest. D-Town turned the school around and did it within one year and now we all good living. July 1st is when he came and put his name in the principal hall of fame. Hey gang, great race is what you should expect. And when things got hard, the man never left. He's gonna do great things. He is trying to move the school in the right direction. Students are willing to come to class and wanting to come to school. It's a safer environment for kids. And he has made it so much more rewarding for me to come to work every day and work with kids more than it ever was in my previous 17 years. Uh, what's two plus two? We do this for the kids and how about you? Hey, they work hard all day and that them in the core like ELA. Hey, plus the lunch is great. On time to every class in the passive late. Yes, don't you wish you went to Southbridge? Class dismissed. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give young people a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, job and skills training, empowerment sessions, and much more. Help support the Vision Initiative by donating to this worthwhile cause. Just go to facebook.com forward slash the Vision Initiative and make a donation to assist in helping inner city and urban youth see themselves in a whole new way. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now available on Spotify. Subscribe today. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making, endorsed by presiding bishops, pastors, ministers, best-selling authors, and more. Listen to what Dr. Eddie Connor had to say. Vision is a riveting book filled with spiritual keys and pragmatic principles. The insights shared by Michael Nimitz will inspire you to manifest your vision to receive provision. As you read, you will be encouraged to embark on your own vision from within. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. Miss the show where we talk mental health and bullying with licensed counselor, Dr. Hakeem Lumumba. Dr. Lumumba 
I want to know, do you treat young people as well as adults or you just treat adults exclusively? Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I am treating adolescents, and that's between the ages of 13 to 18, as well mm. as adults, uh, 18 years and older. And with the adolescents that I'm treating, most of them are, are being treated because of their use of marijuana. It's almost an epidemic. They're using marijuana to cope with the stress in their life. And so they're saying in order for me to cope with my environmental stress, I need marijuana. You tuned in to the Three Hour Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked. I know you are enjoying our interview with my good friend, Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools, Dr. Andre Townsend. Let's get back into this insightful and empowering. I don't know about you, but I know I am enjoying our interview with Dr. Andre Townsend, Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. I truly enjoyed hearing uh, the video bumping. I hope you enjoyed that as well. And uh, Dr. Andre, I want you to talk to our listeners about uh, how important is it for the principal, uh, for the administrators and educators to be able to really connect with uh, with the young people. This video is posted on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page, and I believe for you to really uh, get the um, the gist of what I'm talking about, you really have to see the video and how the young people are interacting with the principal and how Dr. Andre is interacting with the young people but um, you know you can really speak to the the point of how important it is for educators and administrators to be able to really connect with our young people if you want to be able to get the best out of them you have got to really be able to put the best in them talk to us about that Oh, thanks, man. Absolutely, that is that is very huge. It's a it's a game changer when you're talking about um, influencing young people's lives. If you take a look at our, our young people today, our teenagers today, they're on social media. They're not only on their Snapchats, but they're on their Instagrams. And um, a lot of people that they're following are you know rappers and, and athletes because they have the opportunity to to go in that direction if they so choose. But it's also important for them to see people in real time and in real life um, doing great things as well and not only having some of their favorite entertainers having their ear, but also um, people of influence that are in other areas like business, um, education, lawyers, physicians. Um, so it's an opportunity to show these young people that you can do and be whatever it is you absolutely want to do or whatever it is you want to be. One thing that helped me connect with my kids 
is that they were very um, interested in sports, and they found out that I was a former Division One athlete. They were very interested in music, and they found out that I used to rap and I won an award for rapping. Uh, they were very interested in drawing and art, and they found out that I knew how to art. And my message to them is that, listen, you can do and be whatever it is you want to be, point blank period, and let me show you how. Um, and you can never be too professional to to connect with kids. I mean, you got to meet them where they are, and, and you have to, you know, help grow with them to the expectation that you have for them. And then number, uh, I think the most important thing, you got to love kids, man. You just got to love them. I don't care how they come to you. Some of our young people are um, experiencing some from some very traumatic events in their lives, and it's very important to look at all kids, um, um, especially some of the most neediest kids with a trauma-sensitive lens and, and build community and relationships with those kids and show them that you truly care, truly love, and truly respect them. And, and if they know that you respect them, they're going to respect you. If they know that you'll do anything for them, more than likely they'll do anything for you. And I was able to get my young people to perform academically forward in any arena or any avenue that they go, try your best to be your best. Um, and that's the most important thing, man. And, you know, I'm just blessed to have had grown up and went to a school system where I was loved and cared for. And when I became a young man, I thought it was um, I owed it to the world to pay it forward and do for young people what was done for me to help change the trajectory of my life. I know you are enjoying our interview with my good friend, Dr. Andre Townsell, who is uh, the assistant superintendent for Wayne Westland Community Schools. We truly appreciate him being with us on the Back to School edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, he is truly a remarkable young man, uh, talented and gifted. Um, and uh, as you said in your bio, back in March of this past year, you made uh, what I believe, I'm sure you would agree, was a difficult decision to leave um, Southbridge High School in Massachusetts and to transition back to the state of Michigan, your home state. Uh, and um, become the assistant superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools. I want you to talk about uh, that decision, that transition. Obviously, you are making an impact there in Massachusetts, the Southbridge. The young people loved you. The staff loved you there. But um, this opportunity became available, and uh you obviously wanted to take advantage of it. Um, this gave you an opportunity to be closer to your family uh, here in uh, the state of Michigan. So um, I know there was some mixed emotions and mixed feelings about this decision. Um, but I want you to talk about that with our listeners. Tell our listeners what kinds of things you were thinking about and uh, what was on your mind. Uh, I know you were um sad to leave but um, always looking for uh, better opportunities for yourself and your family so tell us more about that transition that took place for you back in March of this year yeah so um, and that's a, a very long story but I'll give you the short version of it um, but uh, what actually brought me out to the New England area 
ultimately working in Massachusetts was my wife. My wife is a physician, um, and she was working at the University of Connecticut at the time. Um, and wh- while leaving Washington, D.C., going to the New England area is when I got the job in um as a high school principal in Massachusetts, and ultimately uh, my wife's fellowship was coming to a close, and we had an opportunity to decide where we want to ultimately raise our young family. I have a six-year-old son and an eight-month-year-old daughter, and the question was, I mean, we've always, you know, we're over 700 miles away from home, um, and the only time we have an opportunity to see our family uh, was during annual holidays, you know, once a year, twice a year, here and there. Um, so it was a, a, a terrible decision because um, I also had a family of, of young people that I was leading at the high school in addition to my faculty and staff, and um, I ultimately made the, the choice to invest in my family. And, and also, on top of that, I saw across the country the state of education, um, and and Michigan was, um, you know, near the bottom when it comes to performing across the country. And I say, listen, if I can do great work in the District of Columbia and if I can do great work in the state of Massachusetts, then I know I can do great work in my home state of Michigan. Um, So it was very uh, emotional and I had, you know, a couple of teachers, the counselors, you know, shed some tears upon my departure and a handful of students. And it, it was, uh, you know, it was very, very tough and very emotional, but I was investing in, you know, my ultimate future. So one thing about any leadership role is that it's very lonely um, because, uh, and, it's, and it's also you have to be brave, and the job is not for the faint of heart. It's a difficult job because if things go wrong, you know, you're posted not only all over the newspaper but on the television screen, and, you know, your future becomes in jeopardy as of, with regards to being employed. So it's a very difficult job. You have to just ensure that you at all times is in, are in the, the right situation. It's the right fit for you and your family. Um, and the right and perfect opportunity came up for me to um, transition to coming back to the state of Michigan. And ultimately my wife learned, uh, landed a job. Um, as a physician or assistant professor with the University of Michigan Hospital. So, you know, my family was blessed all the way around, and I'm just excited to be home and doing this great work of educating our young people here in the state of Michigan and actually spending some quality time with my family because um, time is short and time is precious, and you want to spend your time with loved ones um, outside of the workday. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I know you are enjoying our interview with my good friend, Dr. Andre Townsville, Assistant Superintendent for Wayne Westland Community Schools. And I guess one way you can put it is Massachusetts loss was Michigan's gain. We're so happy to have him back in the state of Michigan. I know it was a difficult decision, but he's closer to home, closer to his family. Um, and he's able now to make an impact in the school districts here in the state of Michigan. And since we are talking about uh, the school districts in the state, um, we all know about some of the problems that exist, not just in the school districts in the state of Michigan, but across the country. Uh, dilapidated infrastructures, underpaid staff, underfunded school districts, an economic disparity gap between urban and suburban students. 
Uh, Dr. Andre, how do we fix this broken system? You know, all of these problems uh, we all are aware of and we talk about these problems all the time, but how can they be fixed? Or maybe even a better question is, can they be fixed? What are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely can be fixed. I think one of the first um, things to do is to try to uh, try our best to attract some of our best and brightest young people coming out of high school to major in education. I mean, I, I think it's pretty common knowledge that um, when young people are getting out of school and they're going off to college, generally when you ask them, hey, what are you majoring in, people don't get the warm and fuzzies when kids say, oh, I'm majoring in education. It's almost like, oh, really? Oh, man. Or, you know, a kid gets um, very, you know, high praise when you find out that they're majoring in business or chemical engineering or mechanical engineering or um, biology. I want to be a doctor. But no one respects. So I'm not sure if we are attracting our best and brightest young people to go into the field of education um, because it does not appear to be desirable. Um, but I absolutely believe that it can be fixed if you have enough um, um, hardworking individuals with one common goal, that's a mastermind alliance moving in one direction. Um, it's proof that you can move mountains and, and change some kids' lives. The reality is there's just a shortage. Honestly, I mean, it could be saved with the personnel, but as of right now, I don't think that the personnel is there for the need that is there. The personnel is not matching the need. Um, a lot of teacher vacancies across not only the state but across the country, um, and that's also at the administrative level. So um, if we're able to attract and retain some of our best and brightest young people um, and, and build from the ground up, I do believe that the state of education can absolutely be turned around um, in a positive direction and on the right trajectory. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Miss the show featuring Emmy Award winning journalist and WXYZ news anchor Carolyn Clifford. Now, according to your bio, uh, as a journalist, you've interviewed some very influential people throughout your career. I want you to tell our listeners who has been your most memorable interview. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Well, bar none, my, my proudest moment was definitely going to the White House in Washington, D.C. and standing right in front of Barack Obama, President, former President Barack Obama. This particular case, I was invited to the White House to interview uh, President Barack Obama. And I, I, I can't, I, you know, he stands above any other interview that I've ever done. And even if I, uh, I, I can't imagine anybody who would, who would top that. It's their birthday. They need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made 
all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. God bless you. This is Jonathan Banks, speaker, coach, and author of Raise Your GPA, God's Way to Win at School and Life. You are rising with the one and only Minister Michael Nimmons on Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Connect today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Connect, a tax service designed with you in mind. Have you purchased Michael Nimmons' new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. I know you enjoyed our interview with my good friend, Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools, Dr. Andre Townso. Let's hear the conclusion of this powerful interview. And Dr. Andre, I really, really want to agree with you that uh, the situation, the problems can change. Um, you know, but it just looks like, um, you know, it, it looks like a very bleak situation. And, um, you know, maybe one thing that is missing is the positive attitude that you have about uh, the change that you believe can take place in 
of the school systems across the country. I think the positive attitude is missing from uh, a lot of our uh, administrators and, and educators within the school system. And maybe it's because of uh, the lack of funding and the lapidated infrastructures and some of the eternal problems that they are experiencing is preventing them from having that positive outlook about these problems being solved. But I want to know from you, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you driven? And what keeps you with the positive attitude as relates to the problems uh, and and finding solutions, because it looks to me that um, you we all aware of the problems, but it seems to me just by the conversations that we've been having that you are motivated to find solutions. Yeah, man. I think what motivates me is is um, just trusting the process. I mean. Um, one thing I was, you know, you know, wise enough to do was to listen to my teachers, my coaches, my counselors, because generally if an educator is giving you advice and telling you to do something or ask you to do something, they're probably, you know, saying things that are in the best interest of you and your future. Um, and I know a lot of our young people are on social media and they're following this person or following that person. Uh, but what I did was just follow directions. Of, of, of what, you know, my mentors or whatever asked me to do. And and I know that if you trust the process or listen to the adults or listen to your, your teacher, your educator, your coach, whomever, it's ultimately going to end up good for you. So I think the biggest thing that I do is, is, is try to get kids to trust me and, and build relationships with them to know that I'm not going to tell you to do anything that's going to hurt you. Everything that comes out of my mouth is intended to help you. And when kids believe that and they trust that and they um, steward that vision that you have for them, they ultimately become successful. And that's what keeps me going is it's me sharpening my um, craft on reaching young people into believing that they can be absolutely what they want to be. They just have to work hard at it, and it is extremely difficult to stay focused day in and day out. But if they know that you got their back and that you're in this thing with them, um, they can work miracles um, in, in their lives and influence others to go down that path. So I think that's what motivates me the most is trusting the process because experience is the best teacher. And all I do is tell young people or kids or students what works for me. And generally they're like, if that works for you, then maybe it can work for me. And, and more than likely it can. I know you are enjoying our interview with my good friend, Dr. Andre Townsell, assistant Superintendent for Wayne Westland Community Schools And we're again so very happy to have him on The back to school edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show And believe me, he is not just saying these things Because he's in an interview with us But he actually is living proof of what he himself is, uh, is, uh, is saying and believes um, he is always uh, posting positive messages and motivational videos on his social media accounts. And I know Dr. Andre personally, so um, he is uh, definitely someone that I believe is authentic and credible. And certainly uh, I recommend you follow him if you're definitely looking for somebody uh, to give a positive and encouraging word. You're definitely uh would would do yourself a, a big favor by following him 
on any of uh, the social media accounts out there. But um, as I said earlier, he has a multiplicity of talents, and one of them uh, that he uses is uh, is rapping. And um, <clears throat> he another thing is he loves uh, the city of Detroit. In fact, um, he, at one point he ran for mayor of the city of Detroit, right? Sir, that was in 2012. Yes, that is true. And I was, and I believe it was before, and I believe it was before he left to go to be principal in uh, Massachusetts at Southbridge High School, if I'm not mistaken. But nevertheless, he did uh, run for mayor, and um, in addition to doing that, he also did a song. Uh, to talk about his great love for the city of Detroit. Um, and uh, I want you to talk about this video that you put together about the city of Detroit, your run for mayor, how all those two uh, went together. I'm not exactly sure if the video was a part of the campaign or, um, or not, but I thought the video was definitely... Um, definitely newsworthy and worthy of discussion as well as well as uh, your bid for uh, mayor of the city of Detroit. Tell our listeners about that. Oh man, they were very stunned to it. So while I was in uh, Washington, D.C., I was in graduate school working on my doctoral degree. And, um, you know, from afar, you kind of hear stories. Stories come up on television about um, you know, cities across the country, and you would kind of constantly hear the negative uh, stories about Detroit, whatever they were. And people, whenever they found out I was from Detroit, you know, that always sparked up a conversation, and it was always with a negative connotation. Uh, what I wanted to do is sort of restore pride in the name, um, and I, had, I created a song entitled The City of Gold. And the reason why I called it The City of Gold is because um, it, it has unlimited potential and it's extremely valuable. And I never forget when I was graduating high school at our football banquet, uh, Coach Wilcher, uh, his speech about me was that I was an unpolished gem, um, a diamond in its rough state. And generally when you see a diamond in its rough state, you don't, it doesn't look like a diamond. It looks like a regular rock. But when you take the dirt and you polish it up, it's a beautiful crystal or a beautiful jewel underneath. That sort of gave me the inspiration for the song. And ultimately, um, I just talked about everything I loved about the city. Um, and that was uh, fortunate enough to be picked up by Channel 7 Action News, and they did a story on it. And ultimately, the song went viral. And it's fun into a lot of different opportunities, performing the song at MGM Grand, performing it at the uh, Summer Jam of 2012, also uh, being featured on a uh, three-part docuseries on the Planet Green Discovery Channel. There's a show called Detroit in Overdrive uh, with a lot of prominent figures from the city of Detroit. Uh, so, yeah, I have a true love for the, uh, for the city. And um, not only did that music uh, kind of make it on television, but I received a Spirit of Detroit Award for the song. And it was just a, it was just such a blessing for me, man. And, um, you know, as time went on, I realized uh, the mayoral campaign was coming up. I think Mayor Bing was just now 
um, you know, not running for reelection. I didn't know too many people who were interested. And while I was in Washington, D.C. as a graduate student, I just said, you know what, I want to run for the city of Detroit mayor um, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still from Detroit. I'm just not there because I'm a full-time student here. Um, but if given the opportunity, I'd drop everything I'm doing to put my heart and soul into changing the perception of the city. Ultimately, um, I, I did not 100% file all the proper paper candidates. had a lot of support. Uh, but when it came down to it, time was not on my side. And ultimately, uh, Mayor Duggan was um, elected. And, you know, I'm actually uh, I'm very proud because I, I am happy to be back home and to see the positive changes, starting with downtown. Um, I'd be even more excited once these positive changes go into our residential areas. Uh, but all in all, Detroit is a different city. It is the city of gold. It has so much pride and inspiration, a lot of hard workers, and um, just so so very humbled and excited to be home in my loved state where I can serve. I know you are enjoying our interview with my good friend, Dr. Andre Townsville, Assistant Superintendent for Wayne Westland Community Schools. Again, we're so happy to have him on the show with us on tonight, um, our back-to-school edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And as we get ready to wrap this interview with Dr. Andre, I want to know from you, uh, what are some of your future plans? Um, uh, you know, you've had a very successful career uh, as an educator, administrator. Um, you know, as you look to the future, um, what do you think you'll be doing five, ten years from now as you continue your journey down this road of education? Um, in my In five years from now, um, if I'm not still in my current role or the superintendent of Detroit Public Schools, I, I might be the secretary of education. We'd never know. I believe the mm-hmm. sky's the limit. I preach this to the kids that you could do and be whatever it is you want to do or be. And and I think that goes for me, too. If I want to be superintendent of Detroit Public Schools, I can do that. If I want to be United States Secretary of Education, I can do that. If I want to, I mean, the sky's the limit. Um, I feel that my steps are ordered by the Lord, and, you know, I, I don't think he lead me anywhere wrong or that's not a right fit for me or my family. So I'm just being patient and just being um, faithful and loyal to the position that I hold now. And if there's an opportunity to grow or serve at a larger capacity, whether it's being a superintendent of a Detroit public school or uh, something of that nature, then I'm willing to take on that challenge and, and leading some of the young people in, in the city and state that I love so much. Well, there you have it, guys. Again, I know and I hope you enjoyed our interview with my good friend, Dr. Andre Townsville, Dr. Dre. So happy to have had him on the show. He is the assistant superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools. So happy to have had him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight and Andre as we wrap this interview I want you to share with our listeners how they can follow you on social media how they can keep up with what with what you're doing you're doing some positive things in the community uh, and I know they are they would love to connect with you so share with them how they can keep up with Dr. Andre Townsville Absolutely. Um, on Twitter, you can follow me at Draytown. That's D R A E T O W N. 
That's the same on Instagram. Also, on Apple Music, you can type in Draytown, and also on YouTube because I do put out rap albums that's geared towards uh, motivating young people to work their best to graduate school. I released a series of EPs called Cap and Gown. Um, so check that out. Nice four songs. Get, you know, a lot of, lot of love and a lot of rotation. Um, yeah, check me out on there, man. And, you know, please stay connected. Um, I'm all about not only, you know, advancing education for all of our young people, but just making people better people in general. Well, well, thank you so much, Dr. Dre, Dr. Andre Towns, for being on the Thinking Out Loud show with us on tonight. We truly appreciate you carving out some time to be with us, sharing with us some of your experiences and successes and some of the things that you are doing and getting ready to do uh, as the assistant superintendent of Wayne and Westland Community Schools. God bless you, and um, I hope and pray that um, the best for you is certainly yet to come. God bless you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the opportunity. It's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. That song was entitled City of Gold from Draytown, also known as Dr. Andre Towns, featuring Lawson talking about his love for the city of Detroit. I hope you enjoyed that song. You know, I did, and I wanted to share that with you on tonight. Well, we're going to give you our thought of the week when we come back. Don't you go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Music uplifts you down in St. Andrews. Can't make a song about the deal unless you say proof. They lose as we introduce Heart Plaza. Detroit Princess equal paparazzi camera. Go to any city and the haters can't stand us as we hit the ground. Running like Barry Sanders. So mind your manners, we earn like Tommy Hearns. Crunk gym legends throw straight like Randy Burns. Highest burn from Chevy. Don't do European. It's black history. Why go to the 
tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Miss the show featuring Detroit City Council President and 13th Congressional District Candidate, the Honorable Miss Brenda Jones. Before I let you go, Miss Jones, I, I just want you to say a few words about the importance of voting, not just for you, but to get out to vote in general. Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And so I talked about how people died for us to have that right to vote. I also just mentioned how in Ohio, if you don't vote for two years, you lose that right. And it is so important that people exercise that right to vote. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Got the munchies? Call. Munchies! If you worked all day, need a break? Call. Munchies! Having a party for the big game? Call. Munchies! If you want some off-water pizza and wings? Call. Munchies! Call 248-476-7272. Located at 345278. Facebook about it, tweet about it, Instagram about it. Make the show a part of your weekly routine. Tuesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now available on Spotify. Subscribe today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's time, 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 for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought Thought of the Week. As we continue with our Back to School series, we have another dynamic Thought of the Week just for you. This was an address that was given several years ago at a youth explosion entitled, Stand and Deliver. I, I know you're going to be blessed by what you're about to hear.
We thank God today for this great opportunity. And so today in the spirit of the theme, Blasting the Devil in 99, I would like to deliver a charge to our young people of CWC and to the people of Greater Grace Temple to stand and deliver. To stand and deliver. On March of 1996, a great man of whose symbolic shadow we stand today passed the mantle of ministry to yet another great man who has successfully led this church to the doorsteps of a new millennium. And for that we should give God some praise. With this great transition comes great vision, an expansion of our scope of ministry, a new revelation as to the church's role in our neighborhoods and surrounding communities. And lastly, but not certainly least, the preparation of our young people for not only their place in society, but most importantly, in the church. Not too long after this transition, CWC was born. A church within a church would be his name and a lifestyle of holiness would be his mission statement. CWC, we have experienced three years of spirit-filled worship services, special events, retreats, activities, and other activities and special events. A great sense of identity and self-worth has been restored with our young people. We have been called the church of the 21st century. We have been charged with the great responsibility of leading this church into a new millennium. We have been called the evangelists and missionaries of tomorrow. We have been called the ministers and elders of the new millennium. We have been called the pastors and bishops of the 21st century. And yes, while it is strikingly obvious what others have seen for our generation in this church, what is most important is what God sees when he looks at our generation. question is, am I living up to all that God has required for the position he's called me to fill? Because if I'm not, can I still be all that God is destined for me to be without aspiring to be anything at all? The answer to this question is the reason for which I stand here today because for too long we have gotten by on what others have called us or what we may appear to be to other people. We have reached a very dangerous point in our walk with God because we're just strong enough to give the devil a black eye but weak enough to fall and never get up again. We've become so caught up in the expectations of tomorrow that we've forgotten about the responsibilities for today. You see, time has a way of rocking us all to sleep. The lullaby of time has caused the greatest damage to the child of God because it continues to reaffirm a future that we're constantly looking forward to but fails to remind us of the importance of a today that's already here. And so we slide by, try to use the excuse, I still have time. But today is a new day. God is requiring more from his people than ever before. You see, gone are the days of negotiation and compromise with the adversary. It's either all or nothing. Gone are the days of being caught in the middle of things. I'm either on the top or on the bottom. Gone are the days of mediocrity and passivity. Either I'm superior or forever inferior. Gone are the days of coming to church 
and not having church. Either we have church when we come or we don't come at all. Today is an even greater day than yesterday. The difficulties of today are greater than yesterday. The problems of today are greater than yesterday. And so the people of today must be greater than the people of yesterday. The leaders of today must be greater than the leaders of yesterday. The young people of today must be greater than the young people of yesterday. We can't make it on the promises of yesterday. We can't make it on the visions and dreams of yesterday. We need some leaders today. We need some young people today. We need some people today. William Shakespeare, the famous playwright and poet in the famous tragedy of Hamlet, in the scene where Hamlet is contemplating his own suicide, is here where he grapples with life's most important question. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against a sea of trouble and by opposing in them. In Hamlet's contemplation and deliberation, he discovered one of the greatest questions one could ever ask themselves. To be or not to be, that is the question we all have to grapple with. And yet it is a question that no one wants to answer. It is a question that most of us have tried to avoid. There are no gray areas or areas of ambiguity. Either we are or we are not. There are no places to hide or places to retreat. It requires us to speak or forever hold our peace. For us to hold our head high or forever hold it down in shame. To take a step forward or two steps backward. To fight or to take a beating. To stand or be seated. To be or not to be, that is the question. God is asking us for our spiritual identification. Who are you? God wants us to be that gifted singer, to be that anointed preacher, to be that sanctified musician, to be that determined child of God. And today is the day. Today is the day we shed the garments of our past and embrace the day and tomorrow that forever confronts us. Today is the day we give God the best of ourselves and the enemy the fight he so deserves. Today is the day we join with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in his prophetic commentary for the times. Found in Matthew, the 16th chapter and the 11th verse. Ever since the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent taken by force. Not the passive, not the slowful, not the lazy, but the violent taken by force. Young people, the greatest song has yet to be sung. Who will sing it? The greatest book has yet to be written. Who will write it? The greatest message is yet to be delivered. Who will deliver it? The greatest portrait is yet to be painted. Who will paint it? We will be doing a disservice to mankind if we never allow our vision to be made manifest in our lives. If the greatest song is never sung, if the greatest book is never written, if the greatest portrait is never painted, if the greatest message is never delivered, if the greatest feat is never accomplished, we would have forever destined mankind to mediocrity and our story would be left incomplete. A piece omitted, a chapter left unwritten and untold, left amongst the what-ifs of our human history. But let us embrace our one moment in time and use this time as it was intended. The vision that you glorify in your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this 
you will build your life by. This you will become. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Dr. Andre Townsend, Assistant Superintendent of Wayne Westland Community Schools. We truly, truly appreciate having him on the show with us on tonight. And we hope you are inspired and empowered by his interview. If you want to follow him on Twitter or Instagram, uh, his Twitter tag and Instagram tag is at Dre Town, D R A E T O W N, at D-R-A-E-T-O-W-N Next week we've got another great show In store for you So be sure to tune in We thank you so much For all of your support And all of your prayers We're going to keep on Keeping on Keep doing what we're doing And we hope you keep on listening And so until next time Always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, then you can be it. If you can be it, then you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our show sponsors. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in. Want to book Michael Nimmons for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimmons.org. Be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, on Instagram at The TOL Radio Show, and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. Are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner. Send an email to Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com. We have some affordable advertising packages just for you. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hey.